Hey, what's up, everybody? This is your boy, Jay Flame, and you're listening to Chasing Dreams with Amy J. Welcome to Chasing Dreams podcast with Amy J. Amy believes that realizing a life without regrets is achieved by taking chances, chasing your dreams, making moves, and overcoming your doubts. The Chasing Dreams podcast will help you overcome life's obstacles, believe in your potential, and inspire you to face your fears. And now here's the woman who is passionately pursuing her dreams, Amy J. Hey, Dream Chasers, this is Amy J. Thank you so much for tuning in today. I have one of my good friends with me today, James Blackwell, better known as J Flame and representing the DMV. He's been rapping and producing music for over 10 years. Born in Georgia, it was there that he developed his musical tastes and interests. Artists like Pastor Troy, CeeLo, T.I., and Timbaland had a profound influence on the direction, style, and sound of his music. But, of course, it has to have his own twist. He produces, writes, records, and mixes all of his own music. He's a part of every step and is in every beat. James began to show his, showcase his talent in various venues across DMV, all the way to Georgia, playing at numerous gigs and making sure that his name and music were being heard by as many people as possible. That's why today he has fans all across the globe, not just in the DMV and not just in Georgia. He was quickly noted for his catchy concepts, neck-breaking beats, and unforgettable flow, and his popularity only continues to grow. After taking time off after releasing Better Than Good, J-Flame is back with his latest release, I Am J-Flame. With many projects finished and even more in the making, J-Flame promises one thing. I'm about to hit them so hard they can't help but pay attention. Hey, Jay. Hey, how's it going? How are you today? I'm doing good. I'm doing real good. So How are you? Where am I catching you? Are, are you? are you at home? Are you chilling? Or are you? Yeah, right now I'm, uh, I'm at home or quote-unquote in my studio out here in Maryland checking in with you. That is awesome. So e- even on a weekend you are in the studio? I'm in the studio when I wake up. I'm here every day. Do, chasing your dreams, huh? Got to, yeah. <laughs> Music I can't. I've been doing it for so long. It just... I have to have something that if I wake up in the middle of the night with an idea, I can just do it. <laughs> so you have the studio in your house to make that easier? Oh, yes. In-home studio, no matter where I go. So when you were younger, before, I mean, I'm assuming, and correct me if I'm wrong, but when you were like a teenager probably, or maybe even a, a, a little boy, you didn't have equipment that you could just capture these ideas. What'd you do? Did you just start loving this music and just kind of did it for fun? Well, honestly, since I was in the third grade up until out of high school, I've been involved with music or band or something. I've been in, I played maybe three or four type of instruments. I can read music. And it's just been something that through high school and middle school, it's just been one thing that I stuck with, like sports. It's band, marching band, jazz band, those type of things. So in high school, I what didn't even really think about doing any kind of music as like I'm doing it now. I was more so into sports and basketball. And after high school, I started focusing more on music. And the funny thing is, uh, the first thing I've ever even thought or even made a beat on 
was a PlayStation video game that MTV made. It was called Music Generator. And I think that was the first thing I used to make uh, any kind of beat. Wait, MTV had a video game on PlayStation? If you Google it right now, it's like the original PlayStation. It was called MTV Music Generator. And I used to, that was the first thing I used to make any kind of beat. I think it was like, because back then, I think club music in Baltimore was like a big thing. Oh, yeah. And I think, I think the first thing I did was make like a club beat. <laughs> so after that, I think after it really started catching on, I was like, I think I got the hang of this. I like this. I went to Best Buy and I found some software. It was 50 bucks and it said Music Maker. And I was like, okay, this might, this should get the job done. <laughs> so, <laughs> so you knew nothing about it except that it was like Music Maker and dealt with making music. Right, right. And then I had an idea that it may work the same way as this PlayStation game I was running. So I spent 50 bucks, bought it, went home, and then just started playing with it and just got so caught up into it that that's just all I was doing. It's just playing with this software, trying to figure out how to make this music because it was so interesting to me that I could actually do that at home. So did you fall into this then, I guess? I mean, with the music generator um, by MTV on PlayStation, you just happened to play it. So if you had never done that, do you think you still would have followed this path of rapping? Yeah, I think at some point, because music is really deep in my family. My my father, he's a, he's a DJ also. So oh, I it's just, in your blood. Yeah, yeah. Just from the get-go, he's just always into music. He... DJs has turntables, all these things. So I just always been into music. So I think at some point it would have came in. I just think I was luckily just lucky to stumble upon that one day, and it just it was just weird how it happened. So, but you didn't pursue this like uh, full time, did you? I mean, did you? Uh, not in the beginning. In the beginning, it was really because I had a couple of friends that were into music and they used to rap and things like that. So I would just make beats and stuff and just give them to them and they would like them and then they would say oh that's that's real nice and that's actually where my name came from because i didn't really have a producer name so to speak Mm -hmm. uh one of my buddies kept saying damn man you got you got that you got that fire you got that flame and then out of nowhere he just kept calling me jake flame and then I never really paid attention to it, but after a while, just because me and him were so tight, we saw each other all the time. It was just one of those things where it's a nickname that just stuck. It's a good one. It suits you. Yeah, yeah. And then after a while, it just, that was it. But I didn't really pursue it so much early on until I started hearing from a lot of people about how good I was getting or how good they thought I was getting. So then I kind of thought to myself, hey, maybe I should start to look into pursuing this a little bit more. Well, how long would you say you 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 did it informally like that? Like you just kind of did it for fun? A couple uh, years? A couple months? No, definitely a few years. Um, I would say starting maybe when I graduated from high school, maybe in the, my senior year up until, so maybe from 18 to 20, 21. Yeah, so that's, that's a good yeah. number of years. But a lot of it was self-teaching, too. So that's why it took so long. I didn't really go to school for it. It was a lot of learning and nitpicking and picking off of other people's brains of what they were doing on how to use all the different things. Now, were you also nitpicking? I mean, because you had a musical background. I think it's safe to say that at that point. Right. Um, but you didn't really have 
the technical skills, I guess, un- unless you count Music Generator. So yeah, yeah. So mainly it was more so not learning music theory in a sense because I kind of knew how to put together a song, how to arrange a song, and things like that. It was more so using the computer software, which you know is not always easy. Not at all. <laughs> now, were you using uh, for for those who who don't know? Uh, Jay worked for Apple, still does, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Part-time. So he he does know the brand. But you don't use Apple products. No. Uh, starting out, I learned everything on a PC, a Windows computer. And I was using a program. Once I started really getting into it, I was using a program called, now it's called FL Studio, but it was before known as Fruity Loops. I, I hadn't uh, heard of that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> People laugh at the name, so I guess they changed it to FL Studio. <laughs> But it's a really good program. It's, it was pretty it's, popular. Yeah, it's really easy uh, user interface, and it's really easy to get a grasp of. And once you you know what you're doing with it, you can get a lot of great stuff out of it. So that's just been my program of choice uh, for these 12, 13 years. So I feel like even now it just gets to the point where I can create stuff so much easier and everything just off of that one program just because I know it like the back of my hand now. Yeah, I'd say, uh, you know, anything more than five years, you, you kind of have the hang of. Oh, yeah. Or you should be using something different if, if I <laughs> don't know. Right, right. So then, one thing, oh, I'm sorry. No, no, I'm just saying you've, you've used this program. You, you kind of played around with it. What was it that made you decide to go, hey, let's take this seriously? I mean, because you seem to be enjoying it if you're doing it for two, three years. Yeah, so... Honestly, it was a a bitter type of thing, Um, only because at that time, like I told you, I was I was just a young producer guy roaming around trying to find like a group of people to basically say, "Hey, I'm here. I'm a producer for you guys, and just produce albums for these people." There was a popular group in the Columbia area, Columbia Laurel area where I live. Um, They they were really talented. They had a lot of great people in there, Uh, R&B artists, uh, hip hop artists. There was a lot of good genres in there. It was just one of those things where I knew how talented I was, but I don't think because they knew who I was, they were really giving me the shot. Okay, so So you weren't really getting that support. Right, right. Only because people knew of me out here, but no one really knew I did the music like that because I wasn't really out there like that about it. So you Um, were mostly doing the the producing side of things. Right, right. And, And because I learned it on my own and just picked up on it as like a hobby of my own, I honestly didn't know most of the people that I actually went to high school with and that I was growing up with were actually doing music at the same exact time. Really? Yeah, same exact time. So even now, like a few years later, a lot of these people that I knew when I was, even before I was doing music, when I was in middle school, high school, we were always around each other. We were finding out that when we we used to go home and we all used to work on music and then come to school and not even talk about it. It was just really weird. Like, but, um, but you knew that they were doing it? No. Well, so um, it was like the silent si- cone of silence. Nobody said anything about their own thing. Because back then, n- not everybody wanted to be a producer like they do now. So okay. it wasn't a cool thing. It was like a hobby. It was something where, okay, yeah, we're into sports and stuff here at school. But when we go home, this is what I do with my computer. <laughs> I'm making beats and stuff. But I didn't really go to school and talk about it because I didn't think I was that good. So I didn't really want to talk about it, but it was just weird just talking to them even now 
uh, one of my best friends and one guy that I produce with all the time, me and him were buddies all throughout high school. We talked all the time. We had no clue that our stories are exactly the same. He used the same uh, MTV program, the same $50 program from Best Buy, the same, like everything is like our stories are exactly the same. And we had no clue. So it was one of those things. And then when I didn't really get a chance to prove myself, I was salty. I was bitter. <laughs> so I think that's a natural reaction to have. Yeah. So it, I literally was at my mom's house one day and I just said, hey, if I can't find anybody to rap over these beats, I'm just going to do it myself. And then my brother, he's more of a DJ as well, but he, he can write rap songs. And me and him, he did the first rap song I did with myself. So I, I wrote a song and I had a, a beat that I did and I took it to him. I was nervous as you know what. <laughs> and I was like, look, man, I got this beat. Because he knew I made beats and I could make beats. And he knew he loved my beats, but he didn't know I could I could rap. So I let him hear the song and he was just like, that's not that bad. And I was like, all right. I was like, well, you think you can get on it with me? And he was like, yeah. So after he did that and then we listened to it for a little while, then we did another song, then... That's where my first album came from. So I said, I'm just going to put out, a, I'm going to put together an album and I'm just going to see what happens. And it, that's better than good? No. <laughs> what was your first album? The first album is called Pressure and Pain. It's probably really hard to find because I consider it really bad. Because <laughs> it was it's a, these, that's, yeah, it's that's the, the hidden one. works of Jay Flame. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's out there. Like, if you. If you Google image, if you Google my name, you'll probably find it's an animated cover, but you'll find it. And it says pressure and pain. It's out there, but I don't talk about it. <laughs> so we'll move for forward from that. But so, you, but that was that was your initial foray into making your own album, right? But it must not have been bad, totally bad. I mean, you kept doing it. No, but it's not as bad as I say it is now, because back then I really liked. And the people that were listening to it, they liked it as well. It's just me now comparing it to where I am now, to where I was then. I'm just saying it's a terrible album. So Your growth? Just, yeah, yeah. That's just my opinion. But I've definitely grown a lot since that first album. But it wasn't that bad. I did a, um, a lot of shows to promote it in Columbia and in uh, Ellicott City. Because back then they had a pretty good uh, like a music scene out here where they... Had a lot of DJs, did a lot of open mics and things like that. So um, after a while of doing a lot of open mics, that's when I started to notice that a lot of people I went to school with was into music and doing music as well. Because you'd see them around? Well, yeah, or they were uh, performing as well. Mm -hmm. From there, from there, it started to build because then they started to know who I was, the sound I had, and my talent. Then from there, it became... One of those things where the certain group still really didn't want to welcome me in, but certain members of that group couldn't really deny it and started working with me. So that's where most of my first album came from was, well, my second album was my partners, my, I guess me partnering with a lot of new people and people understanding, okay, this guy's actually pretty talented. So you came around and, and made this album performing now, and those people that were, were keeping you out started being like, hey, maybe we should check him out? Yeah, because, I mean, at that point, when we were doing the shows, if you're looking at the reaction of people at the shows, can't really deny it, you got to listen. 
<laughs> so I think that was my biggest my biggest thing was just like you said in the intro, I'm just gonna be out I'm just gonna be out here so much. And I know what kind of music I have, so I'm gonna be out here so much that there's no way that you can ignore me. So this this is really maybe it's me being outside the music scene, but I think that's really big of you to, you know, still work with these people who kind of turn their back on you. Well, a lot of times, it, it's just more so you have to think about it in a way where before I react, I try to see everything in everybody's point of view. And then I just try to think, well, think about when you're coming out somewhere and someone random comes up to you and say, hey, you want to buy my CD? Mm -hmm. and you don't know them. Right. You're just like, yeah, whatever. I could understand why they didn't really want to give me, I guess, the day, the time of the day, because I was nobody coming to a group of people that were pretty well known for the music they were doing in that area. So I could understand. Well, I mean, at, at this point, though, I'd say you've earned your, your stripes. You, you've kind of paid your dues. Oh, yeah, definitely. I, I think so, too. And so then you <laughs> just kept going. You just I mean, you didn't again, yeah. you didn't do this full time. Yeah. So from there, this is where the full time kind of came in. After that, I took some time off and me and my buddy, my best friend that I was telling you about, um, his name is Rich or Richard. Well, he, um, we partnered up with a guy that we knew in uh, Atlanta and we did some intern work for this production group called uh, The Weathermen. There's a DJ called DJ Drama and uh, Don Cannon. They're pretty well known in the hip hop industry. Um, they were our uh, mentors in a sense at that time. This was before they were really that big. Um, so at that time, there was just a group of us. Uh, and there were certain artists under that uh, that umbrella, a guy named Willie the Kid and uh, Big Sean. So Big Sean was part of that whole group. Wow. Uh, we were basically interns. We would make beats and then we would, it's like a production group. So we would shop the instrumentals around to different industry groups like Little Wayne and all just everywhere just to see if they would like it and they would buy it and we would get credit and that's just the way the music game works. So we were doing that for a few years and learning like different production tips and things like that. But then it all went sour. So <laughs> um, there's a lot of work that me and Richard did that was put out for Big Sean. And I don't know if you ever heard of Bun B from UGK and a lot of different places. And we were never given credit for it. That's when it kind of transitioned from me doing it full time, kind of, to me transitioning back to Maryland and this is around when you met me, when I started like going back to working and getting back into the groove of the normal life. So, um, you know, that, that story of, of um, not getting credit for a lot of your work has been the basis of a number of movies, right? Yeah. And stories and autobiographies and all this stuff. So is that something that unfortunately is part and parcel, like the risk that you take? Yeah, not even just that. It's sad to say, but it's part of the game mainly because when you're an intern you're you're just a young kid just looking to get an opportunity and a lot of times what's being told to you you're just taking it all in and you're not really focused on like legal stuff paperwork and the things that they're telling you they're taking care of and things like that mm -hmm. so and then you think that certain people you grew up with that you would think they wouldn't do a certain thing but you never know when it comes to a lot of money and just things like that but I will credit it to the fact of I learned a lot just with my few years of being there, just 
I got a lot of education that I probably would have had to go to school to learn and I didn't have to go. So, so, so that actually brings up the question that if this was knowing what you know now, knowing that you would have not gotten credit for some of the stuff you've done and the experience you had, would you do it again? Yeah, only because I think now I want I want something different out of it than I did before when I was a lot younger. Because I was in my early, early 20s when all of that was going on. So back then it was all about the fame, girls, the money, the everything. But in the mix of it, that's really not what it's about. And that's really not what, what I'm like looking for. And after all that happened, it made me see that even more. Because I had such a passion for music and I always just wanted to make music. Me and this guy, Rich, were always up late in the middle of the night, always at my house or I'm at his house and we're just up all night just making music just because we love it. So it wasn't even about the money and where they're at now. It's more so just about, I just want people to know that I made that. <laughs> That's it. Like, I just want people to know I made that and not whoever's taking credit for it. I can care who's getting, care less who's getting paid for it. I just want you to know I made it. So when you came back to, to Maryland, I'm, you were doing music still when we met and yeah. Did did that happen right away? Did you never lose that passion? Because I, I, I gotta be honest, if it was me, I think I would have been like, I gotta take a break from this. I just, I've been burned. No. I need to recuperate. Let's, let me, I need, some, I need a break. No, because in the, like in the midst of all of that, I was in the middle of working on that Better Than Good album. Me and Rich, a, a couple of those songs that are on that album were actually songs that were taken and not given credit for which was funny because some of the songs that I used, if I knew that they were going somewhere else, I wouldn't have used them on my album. That's that was only how, after the fact. Yeah, it was one of those things where, okay, the everything went sour with that deal. I was already back. So I assume, okay, these, <laughs> these are not being used, so we're going to use them. And then months later, because this was maybe before I put my, my album out, but my friends around me and my little crew, they heard the songs that we were doing. And um, I had a buddy of mine text me and told me, sent me a link to a video on Worldstar. And he said, hey, uh, Big Sean is using your song. And I was like, what do you mean? <laughs> right. So I that could mean anything. Yeah, yeah. And I was just, he was like, he has your beat and he's using your song. And I'm like, well, what do you mean? So then we listened to it and it was just mind blowing. And then... It was one of those things where we just looked at each other and we said, okay, we see where this is going. But then the next couple of months following that, we're just starting to see all of our stuff just showing up everywhere. In different, for different people and... Yeah, just yeah. for different well-known artists, like videos for these, these videos they're shooting. And it's just, we're just sitting there just like, man, that was supposed to be us. It, it is what it is. When we, when we came back, I was in the middle of working on that album and... I believe because of all of that to this day, that's probably the best album I've put out. Just with the music and everything on it. Mm -hmm. I guess after hearing my story, if you go back and listen to it, I'm trying to prove a point in this whole album. And you can tell I'm kind of angry. Well, the um, title alone, right? Right, right, right. So it, it was a lot that I was going through through that CD. And a lot of it kind of came out. But it took a while to get that CD done just because of I did take some time off because of that, because I was, I was hurt. I, yeah, yeah I, I, I don't think anyone could blame you. Yeah. 
Yeah, that, that's, that's very draining. So, I mean, I definitely took a little bit of time off with it, but I'm, I'm really happy with the product that I came out with on that Better Than Good album. Uh, that's still one of my favorites. So you, you came back, you, you put out Better Than Good. You have that. You got a normal life going on in the sense that you have a full-time job. You're mm-hmm. doing this in the evenings, right? Mm-hmm. Now you're not really pursuing music, rapping, album making for fame, fortune, and all that. Now you're just doing it for what? Passion? Yeah, just for passion. Um, my friends love my music, so even before I put out my last CD, um, the IMJ Flame, I would just get calls like, what are you doing? When are you putting out another CD? Or do you have any new music? I need some new music. What's going on? If I literally just make CDs for my circle of friends, my Facebook friends, because those are my real friends, you know what I mean? So, mm-hmm. like, I literally make my CD and stuff and I promote it for them. That's it. Because that's really all I care about. I'm not saying I don't care if anybody else listens to it, but... That's not your focus. Yeah, my right. focus is not to be famous. Uh, I just want to be known for making awesome music, for being a talented producer that learned from basically nothing, not having a, a school education on music, but being as far as I am. I just want to be recognized as a talented person, and I just love music, so I just want people to love my music. Now, you're totally still doing what you love, and you have a music video coming out soon if not more than one, right? Yes, hopefully I'm doing a video. Uh, I'm going to say the wrong thing, but I want to have a video. I want to have a video for every song on this. I have like a video disc. So every song should have a video. And you have this, you, I mean, you're not, you're not bored, but, and you're still doing shows. You're still uh, performing, right? Yes, yes. And you have fans all around the world. Where are you going? Like, how do you find these gigs and stuff? You're just, are you reaching out? Are people reaching out to you? Well, there's several different ways to reach out to people and fan base without being signed or being on a label. Um, There's plenty of different uh, music social media sites. For one, I I use two, for instance, one's Reverb Nation. Um, I have a page on there. You can go there. In a sense, it's like Facebook, but for music, for musicians. You can go there. You can see when I have shows. You can look at pictures. Uh, you can buy merchandise. Uh, you can listen to my music from there. And it's uh, ReverbNation.com slash JFlame217. Yep, that's yeah. it. That or, the, it'll honestly, be in the uh, show notes. Yeah, or if you just Google me, JFlame, two words, mm-hmm. I'm the only thing that shows up. If you Google me, everything just pops right up at the top. Uh, another one is uh, only, I think it's number one music.com it's a basically a music streaming site uh for indie indie artists and underground artists and you submit a few songs and what they do is they just play it on their radio station and people get to comment on them the good thing i like about that is you can put your direct email in there and the people that listen to your music they can email you and give you feedback and things like that and i get I get music, I get emails all the time from people from Connecticut, just like all over the country, just telling me how much they like my music, how much they just like the fact that I'm bringing a different style, I'm not, and they just love the fact that my sound is, keep on going, all kinds of stuff. So, I mean, there's different ways to get out there to people. You, you just have to be willing to do it. 
You got to put in the work. Yeah, you got to put in the work and do the research because uh, it's not going to come to you. So definitely do the research. Look online for things that you're trying to do and you'll be surprised what you find. I mean, and, and he's right, guys. If you if you search J Flame on Google, he's right there. He's two totally words. There. Two words. It, two words. It is two words. And he's doing some amazing things. And you guys should check him out. Uh, Jay, are you on iTunes and stuff too? Yes. This recent album, I Am Jay Flame, is on iTunes, Google Play, Amazon. It's another website called Great Indie Music and um, Seven Digital. Uh, they're all on there. So you can find me on all of those different platforms. Yeah. And you guys should check um, it out. Uh, there is a note that the, there is a parental advisory explicit content. It's a rep album. Uh, but the but, edited version is coming very soon. I'm working on that right now. See? Thanks, see. Jay. Well, my mama still has to listen to it, too. So. <laughs> <laughs> my mom says she won't listen to it until I give her the edited version. So We'll see. I love my mom to listen to my music. You're so. catering to, to all the masses. This is awesome. Mainly my mom. So, yes. I'm so, for her. currently, as of... Uh, the posting of this, the link to the explicit version will be out. When Jay gets the edited version, I will update it and add it so you guys can get that as well and support him because, you know, he's doing what he loves. And I, and when I first met Jay, that was one of the things that drew me to him is because he's doing what he loves and he doesn't care. I mean, I'm sure a small part of him cares, but he's not doing it for the fame and fortune, so to speak. He's doing it because the people who enjoy it are, are telling him they enjoy it. Exactly. And then if it's meant to be, it will pay off. And then I'll be very grateful for that. But if it goes as far as it does right now, like right now, iTunes, I think the last time I got a trending report and some people may laugh. I think I'm at like 370 something copies on iTunes alone, which is a really, really low number for most people. But if you think about it, I didn't really promote my album much, maybe going up to it. I guess the month before I promoted it, but after it, the day it released, I don't think I mentioned a word about it anywhere because my friends knew where to get it. And the places that I had set up as far as social media, it was out there. So it would do whatever it did. So for me to get 300 and something downloads for people to actually pay for my CD, to me, that's a big deal. And with no, um, with no ads, with no word of, I mean, it's just word of mouth. And even that, is limited word of mouth because it's just your friends. Yeah, yeah, it's just my friends. I don't even think I have 300 and some friends on Facebook. So when I get the trending reports from like uh, from iTunes, though, like the places where I'm seeing like Connecticut, Denver, Nebraska, things like that, like Idaho, like I don't know any people out there. That's amazing. So, yeah, that's the thing that just blows my mind. So um, the fact that you have people outside of Maryland, outside of Atlanta, your circles. Downloading yeah. and paying to hear you. Right. Which just blows my mind. It just makes me want to keep doing it and keep doing it. And I hope you keep doing it. Keep doing it because it's awesome. And I think your story is one that um, and one of the bigger reasons I wanted people to hear it um, is because, you know, there are a lot of people out there who have aspirations to to break it into the industry. And there's nothing wrong with that. And you can you can tell them in your own words, but. For me, hearing your story, you know, it's about the love of the music. Yeah. And finding some way to do that. If you don't get paid for it, all right, but was it really a dream? Right. And not even that. If, if you're doing something just for the money, it's uh, you're going to get out what you put in. 
so even though I'm not making a bunch of money off of doing this this music thing, I feel like the music I'm putting out is extreme quality. So I'm good with that over anything. Absolutely. And Jay, Jay has a Facebook page. You guys can catch him on. Um, I'll have a link to that. And Jay, you're on Twitter as well, right? Or did you take yourself uh, off? Yeah, I'm still on there. If anything, you'll see that my daughter is on my Twitter more than I am. Um, but yeah, my Twitter is at IMJFlame. If you see that I'm sharing or liking a bunch of kid videos, that's just my three-year-old daughter. So <laughs> don't pay attention to that. He's a big um, softy, guys. I am. I am. Um, but other than that, Instagram, it's just JFlame. Um, I got a lot of pictures and stuff on there, uh, videos of us in the studio, you know, things like that. So, and if you're following me, um, Amy J 21, I usually retweet something that supports this guy. So yes, definitely follow, support him, check it out. And Jay, now is the time for uh, rapid fire. Oh yeah. You ready? Let's do it. All right guys. So, uh, I warned Jay previously time for rapid fire that's where we play a game of verbal wit he's going to pick a number between one and three it's going to be a topic and we're going to go back and forth and try to quickly name things that relate to that topic so example if it's sports we're going to name different sports he'd say baseball i'd say basketball football you know we just go back and forth first person to take like two seconds to say an answer uh hesitate or Say something that's obviously wrong. Like if you say um, sleeping, that's obviously wrong. I don't care what you say. It's both, it's wrong <laughs> by definition of what a sport is. And it, for this game, it's wrong. Um, or if you repeat an answer, it's going to be wrong. Okay? Uh-huh. All right. So one to three, what you got? Um, let's do two. Two. Two is? I'm at the, I'm at the bottom of this Mikey's too, so not fair. <laughs> Colors. Okay, who goes first? Uh, what would you like? Uh, I can go first. All right. Pink. Red. Green. Orange. Yellow. Blue. Red. Purple. Magenta. Wait. Brown. Aqua. Black. Lavender. Gray. Dark gray. Yellow. I said yellow already. Ah, dang it. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't remember if yellow was said or not. And you were really good. I think of, of everyone I've played this game with, you were really on it. Everyone you know, else has like hesitated a little bit and then we just let it go. But you almost you were got like, me with the magenta. I was like, magenta. I was like, gray, <laughs> dark gray. Like, I don't even know dark gray should count, but technically it is a Crayola crayon probably. I was about to say that. It's in the crayon box. <laughs> were you looking at a crayon box? No, I don't have one here with me. Oh, given that, that you have a baby girl, I was going to say, wait a minute now. Not in daddy's music room. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man, you're messing up my record, man. Right. Uh, Well, congratulations on winning Rapid Fire. Oh, man. I thought it was more than one round, but I'll take that. You'll take it. Yeah, no. I don't want to bore everyone with that. But no, you you took it. It's just one round. There we go. So now it's time for your corner. What is one thing you would recommend for anybody? It could be a quote, someone to look up to. A book, a video, whatever. Hmm. I don't know if I have like a book or a quote. Just mainly just, I guess, never give up. I know it sounds corny, but no matter what anybody tells you, if you feel like you can do something, 
the tools are out there nowadays to to achieve it. It's just more so whether you want to. You have a dream or if it's something you want to do, get the will up and do it because it's definitely possible. I never thought I'd be where I'm at right now, just musically. I never thought in a million years I'd be where I'm at. So I'm happy where I'm at. And it's only because I didn't let people telling me no or whatever just stop me. Just keep pushing. It'll always pay off. That is awesome advice. And you are definitely a prime example of, of that advice. Appreciate it. I appreciate you taking the time coming on to the show and, and talking. I know we, we've talked about this back and forth trying to get, get you on, so I'm glad it worked out. Yeah, yeah. I'm glad you had me on. Glad you reached out. Amy, you're so awesome. <laughs> so we always bump into each other here and there anyway. It's like we always see each other. If not, you always see your sister. That's true. That's true. You, you, can, you bump into someone, but... It's, and now it, I can tell you guys apart now, so... You know, it was just meant to be that we that we do this in the fact that I ran into you yesterday. Yeah, that was really weird. It was. It was like, hey, by the way, you're recording tomorrow. Why don't you just bump into each other, too? <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you so much, Jay. I appreciate it. Um, any last things for the people? Go download that album. I am Jay Flame. It's on everything. Uh, iTunes, Amazon, Google Play. Even if you uh, look it up on Shazam, you hear a song somewhere, Shazam, it's going to show up there. iTunes Music, I'll be on there in the next couple of weeks. So by the time this is posted, I should be on iTunes Music. So I'll send you, I should have my artist profile and everything set up. So I'll send you a link to that. And look out for those videos because I will have a bunch of videos coming out soon. The audio was just step one. Uh, now we're going to do the visual work. Uh, we have a lot of dope people working on a lot of dope videos and visuals for my album. So uh, more is to come. Totally. And guys, I will have links to that in the show notes so that you can check it out, make it easier for you. But again, you could also just Google J flame, J A Y. Next word is flame. F L A M E. There we go. All right. Till next time, guys, keep chasing. All right, dream chasers. That was my buddy, J flame, AKA James Blackwell who you can catch on social media and all those links that he said, and all of it will be on the show notes page, which you can find at chasingdreamshq.com slash episode 13. That's episode one, three. Be sure to check it out. And I hope you guys got a lot of, out of it as much as I did because I'm his friend and I learned a lot. He had some profound words of wisdom, which come down to the basic fact that you got to put in the work, jump the obstacles, climb the mountains, take it one step at a time, but you got to do the work, do the research, figure out what you need to do and do the work. And hopefully you guys soon will be able to come on this show and share your dream chase story with others because you doing your thing, you chasing your dreams, people are seeing that and that encourages them to chase the dreams. And then it becomes a domino effect. And that's what we want to do here. And that's what we're trying to do with this show, with the website, which you should also check out. Check out ChasingDreamsHQ.com because I'm writing articles for you guys. We're going to try and do some new things in the new year. Slowly, the website is going to evolve. So it's not just podcasts. We also have a blog and we have some more things coming up. Thank you to everyone who has subscribed, rated, and reviewed your words mean a lot to me. I, I read everyone. I have no idea how to reach out to thank you guys, but I do. Every one of you have, who has rated or reviewed, I am humbled 
by your kindness and your words and they mean a lot and they inspire me to keep doing what I'm doing. So thank you for that. Until next time, guys, keep chasing. Thank you so much for listening to Chasing Dreams. Amy would love to connect with you and hear all about your pursuit of chasing your dreams. Connect with Amy on Twitter at AmyJ21. That's A-I-M-E-E-J-2-1. Or leave a comment on her website, ChasingDreamsHQ.com. We hope you'll join Amy next week. And until then, keep chasing. Chasing.